Sinne ist, miskommen in. Like something is brewing, about to begin. Can't put me finger on what lies in store. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Magical Kingdom of Wall. I'm your host Paul and as always I'm joined by my lovely wife Lisa. Hello. Um, it's been again another month uh, as usual. I've been away, um, been to Disneyland Paris and that's what we're going to revolve our episode around this time I think. We're going we're gonna to go with the Disneyland Paris episode. Yeah. Um, all our usual sections, um, major topic in the middle, bit of history, bit of merchandise, and a bit of family orientated stuff. So, as usual, I'm going to pass you over to, to Lisa for the first first section. Okay, so we'll start with um, top five merchandise, focusing, of course, on Disneyland Paris 25th anniversary stuff. Um, I haven't been out there myself yet, Paul has get into that a little bit later but I've been keeping a close eye on everything that's available to buy by checking it out online looking at um, YouTube videos and stuff because we're going a couple of months and I need to know what to buy so I've been keeping my eye on things and my top five things we'll start with number one which are the Mickey and Minnie 25th anniversary plushes they are gorgeous Mickey is in the blue and silver colorway which is like the main theme for the 25th anniversary stuff but Minnie for some reason can't make it out why she's in pink but she's still gorgeous it's a beautiful set when we get out there I'm going to try and pick it up for me and I think we have a friend who's after the mini one as well so we'll yes. probably bring that back for them um so they are gorgeous you can see them online I don't think you can get them on the Disney store I've been checking it out there's a few bits and pieces that you can get they aren't on the not that I've seen, but they are gorgeous. A lovely thing to have. Of course, they last forever. Sam will love them. So that I've got my eye on that. <laughs> and number two is the train set. Um, I'd love to get this, but I think it's just, it will be too bulky to bring back. Yeah. And it isn't cheap, but it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, have a look online um, because you can pick up the pictures. I think this is actually on the Disney Store as well. I'm sure I saw something earlier, but you can definitely see pictures of it online. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a brilliant anniversary set. Um, not sure if you'd actually buy it for your kids to play with. I'd be tempted to leave it in the box, to be fair, because it really is fantastic. But it's just something a bit different from the usual merchandise, because I'm seeing a lot of T-shirts, a lot of mugs, a lot of photo albums and stuff like that. Um, and it's just something a bit different, a bit special. It's really beautiful. I wish we could get it, but I doubt it. But it's on, in my top five as some of the better merchandise that Disney have come out with. Um, number three is actually an item of men's clothing. I think you've been hanging your nose over this. It's the yeah. like blue and silver American baseball jacket. It's absolutely fantastic. You saw a lot of people wearing this yeah. when you went for the celebrations. Um, it's affordable. It looks really neat and tidy. I think it's lovely. And if you got it, I think it would look great on you. It's Again, it's just a bit different to the usual hoodies and everything. It's a really classy piece of merchandise. I think it looks really smart. So, yeah, that made it in my top five. 
And number four, I did talk about like typical merchandise and Disney mugs being one of them, but they, they have got a fantastic 25th set. Again, it's the strange colouring. There's the blue mug and then there's a pink mug. I'm guessing the blue one will be your, yours when you get it. I assume so. I'm sure the pink's meant to be mine. But yeah. we could just throw that stereotype up and you can have the pink mug. I'll use whatever comes out of the cupboard. <laughs> We've been looking at that tonight. We said we're definitely going to get it. It's a really fantastic 25th set and we'll be bringing that back from Paris with us. And then my final item, if I can find it, I'd love to get it. Um, it's a Tinkerbell photo album. And although it's the 25th, it's not in the blue and silver, it's black and gold. And it's really different, it's really beautiful. I've got a picture of it on my phone so I could show you, see what you think about it. Where is she? There, look. Absolutely beautiful. It's got like a gold spine and then the castle is on the black front and that's all mm. gold. Disneyland Paris 25th, it's just a bit classier, isn't it? Yeah. And inside is all black and gold, and gold lines for you to write in your notes and stuff. So I think that'd be something really lovely to bring back with us for us to be able to put our pictures in. Um, we are on a budget, but I think these items, they're not going to be available again. Once you've got them, it's always something to remember the celebrations by. Um, and I'd like to get them from the park because you come away and you think, oh, I'll just pick them up on eBay. And you get on there and the prices are ridiculous. So when we go in June, I think that's going to be our only chance. So we're going to really shop carefully and decide what we want to get. But we will be bringing stuff back. I'm going to throw in some honourable mentions of things that I saw while I was there. There's uh, the 25th anniversary Tinkerbell Vinylmation. Um, as well as a box set of Mickey and Minnie in their 25th anniversary costumes. So they could be coming home with us as well. They might. They? I don't know. Mm. I did look at them, but I maybe didn't one pick them up. Um, what else did I see? There's of course the the A to Z book, um, which has become very difficult to get a hold of. It's yeah. it's a follow up to the the original Disneyland Paris book that they had for a long time um, by the same guys. Um, I'd I'd like to pick that up, but it's it's a ridiculous price. Every time we see. Um, Disneyland Paris fans on YouTube, Geordie and... DLRP fans, yeah. Yeah, DLRP fans. Every time we see them, it seems to be on their video, but when you were out there, you couldn't find them. Yeah. Could you? No, I saw... Every time I saw it, it was one that was already out, and that was all that was out. Yeah. One that was open for people to look at. A display uh, copy that yeah. you couldn't purchase. Yeah. Um, and also, I'll mention, because I, I was looking at them specifically, because I was getting someone was the, the autograph books. They haven't actually done an autograph book on its own for the 25th anniversary. There's one that comes with um, space for photographs to go in as well, um, which obviously makes it slightly bigger and slightly more expensive than just a plain one. I ended up getting just a, a regular Disneyland Paris autograph book for Sam, um, just mainly due to the fact that we aren't really people that go to the meet and greets all the time. We'll no. probably do a couple and that'll be it. For him, it'll be more important about getting those autographs in that book. Yeah. Because we've got character meals planned, haven't we? Yeah. And we know from past experience he'll be able to fill that book up quite nicely. Yeah. He's still got his other one, although he managed to sit on it and crush the spine. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, time for a new one. He had worn that into the ground. He so. had. And he, he got a lot out of it. It's not just a thing that you get and put away in the drawer. He'd uh, like to used, take that. It was used twice. Yeah, but he, he liked it. in Florida to... and in, in Paris. And in Paris. So. But he used to love to take it out and look and go through and point to them all and read them out to you. Take them to his grandparents to show them. He loved it. It's a lovely thing for a kid to have, I think. Yeah. Or an adult. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. have to be just a kid's thing, does it? No. So. But yeah, that's about it for the merchandise. Yeah. And until we get our BDIs and in the shop in a couple of months, yeah. then we'll probably have a lot more to say on that. Uh, as you'll find, there's a reason why I don't know a lot about this stuff. I'll <laughs> let you into that once we'll we get, get into to, that. to that bit. So... So moving on from the merchandise, as we've said, we have got a trip planned in June, what, just over a month. Six weeks, I think yeah. it is, yeah. So we have been looking at our top tips, and they're probably not just for families, they're probably for everybody, I would imagine. Mm. Um, so again, I'll pass you over to Lisa, she's got her top tips for, for basically for during your trip, maybe things that people don't think about before they go, but will probably need once they're there. So yeah, a lot of it is family. Um, thinking with family in mind, to be honest, because I'm sitting now and I'm starting to get to the stage where I'm thinking, what are we going to pack? You know, how are we going to cope when we get there? Just trying to think of well, we've got a map that you bought back, so we're sitting looking at that, thinking about going to bits in the park that we haven't been to before, that we haven't seen before, um, and it just you know gets me to thinking, right, what are we going to be doing on this day? how are we going to manage and whatever. So thinking how we think when we start to plan things, the first thing that I'd say, um, if you're in the UK and you are travelling to Disneyland Paris, if you're sitting thinking, do I get the plane? Do I drive and go over on the ferry? Do I get the Eurostar? We would say or we'd suggest get the Eurostar every time if you can. It's incredibly easy. If you can get to London easily enough, um, it'll be worth your while the other end because there's no messing about at the airport and then looking for the shuttle bus or trying to arrange a cab or whatever. Yeah, you can get an Uber easy enough and if that's your thing, that's fine. But if you're travelling with little ones and you just want things to be as easy as possible, get the Eurostar. The reason is once you get off that train, you can go and dump your bags and they'll turn up later at your hotel and you literally walk out the door and there is the park. As long as you've got your um, passes, your tickets, etc., all ready to go, you just dump your stuff and off you go straight into the parks until such time you feel that you want to go and check into your hotel, that you want to go and relax. Um, it's just so convenient and it works out good the other way as well. When you're ready to leave and check out, again, you leave your bags with the hotel. They're taken to the station for you and you can go into the parks and squeeze every last minute out of it, out of what you've paid for and be in those parks until you have to go to the train station to get checked in. So for that, it's ideal because in the back of my mind, I'd be worrying, thinking, right, I've got to get in the car. I've got to drive four hours to get the ferry across or I've got to make sure I get to the airport in time. This way, you literally can just walk out of the parks when you're ready with half an hour to spare get into the train station, get yourself on that train, job done. So if you can get the Eurostar, I'd, I would advise it. We're taking an indirect Eurostar because um, when we were looking at booking for when we go in June, the price was ridiculous. Was it £800? It wasn't cheap, that's it, for sure. It was absolutely outrageous. I mean, we've caught the Eurostar before the three of us for a little over 300 Um and we were absolutely flabbergasted when we saw the cost. Um, so we're getting one that stops at Lille. You've got to do a bit of a change. But it just takes, what, an hour and a half longer, maybe? It There's an hour between trains. 
which is okay for us. We don't care, you know. Just shy of an hour. Yeah, so, I mean, if you get the Eurostar in London, you're at Disney in two hours normally. I think it's going to take us three and a half, four hours. I don't care because it's just about £300. It saved us 500 quid. That's a lot of money. That's your Disney spending money. So, if the direct trains look too expensive for you, wait until the indirect trains get released because there are bargains to be had. And it is cheaper. So that's my number one tip. Um, my second tip, unsurprisingly, because it kind of goes hand in hand, is stay on property. Get in one of the Disney hotels if you can. It's lovely if you can get a nice, gorgeous family hotel that's not far out, that's cheap, you know, and you get your little shuttle in. But it, it, it's really more hard work. And to be honest, You've stayed in one of the ones off-site, haven't you? I've stayed in two now. You've stayed in two. They're not that much cheaper, really, to be fair. No, there's, there is quite the, a, there's quite a bit of difference. How much difference would you say? Well, for the, my stay during the 25th anniversary, which obviously was an expensive time, yeah. I paid less than £100 a night. So I suppose you've got to look at your Santa Fe, your Cheyenne, and see what they are per night. Um it's okay for you when you were travelling alone, you didn't mind the commute on the shuttle and all the rest of it and messing about with... To be fair, it was no different than staying on site when getting on the bus. Really? No. But when you, when like I was saying, when it's just you, that's not bad. But when you've got a little one to think of, or several little ones, we find that staying on property, it does work out better. Because last time we went, Sam was sort of getting tired by early afternoon and... We would just go back to the hotel room because he was small. He was still having afternoon naps, wasn't he? Yeah. And I was sort of putting him in the bath, putting him down for a nap. Um, Paul stayed in the parks. I could walk back my, by myself quite happily. I didn't have to catch a bus anywhere. Just a quick walk back to the hotels or whatever. Um, and it worked out really well. So if you've got little ones and you've got um, ones that you're in the middle of potty training, you know, you can go back for a bath for a change of clothes and a lot of the hotels are so close to Disney. Obviously, if you can afford the Disneyland Paris Hotel, you literally step outside and Magic Kingdom's there. Hotel New York, uh, Sequoia and Newport, all again, five-minute walking distance. Cheyenne and Santa Fe are a bit further out, but it's just a nice 10, 15-minute walk by the river. Um, and unless it's slinging it down with rain, the walks are really pleasant. And that that is the difference because of where the the offsite hotels are, you probably can't walk, even though it's probably not much difference in dif- distance. Yeah. There's no planned route for people to walk on no. to get to those, whereas obviously all the on-site ones there is, and are much easier if you don't want to queue for a bus, which those buses can get busy yeah. at times. Yeah. We When we stayed at the... Um... Cheyenne it was chucking it down with rain one morning we decided to queue for the bus oh my god it was a free-for-all it was absolute bedlam and I don't know what possessed us I just thought perhaps we'll just be that bit drier and arrive at the park a bit happier but really we should have just got an umbrella out and walked because it's just crazy on the buses Um, but if you stay in one of the hotels they're all in walking distance don't forget as well if you do that you're going to get your extra magic hours in the park and we've just been planning our first morning so we get into Disneyland Paris um, on a Monday afternoon don't we yeah and I think we'll be able to go straight to our hotel which is Newport Bay get checked in um, 
we're going to make reservations to have breakfast at Plaza, Plaza Gardens the following morning, character breakfast. Um, and I think we're going to go for the earliest sitting. Um, and I think we'll be there for extra magic hours. So we'll get in the park before it's open and then have a go at the attractions before it's open to the general public. So, so many benefits from staying on site and some of the package deals that you can get are amazing. Um, as Paul's proven, if you know, you're know you a couple, you'll be all right to stay off site. But if you've got kids, honestly, try and do it because it will be worth it. And that leads me neatly on to number three. Um, we've taken Sam out for the day today and we've noticed that although... He's okay walking everywhere. Eventually, his little legs do get tired. He's only four. We don't take his pushchair out with us anywhere no. anymore. It's not being used at all. But the parks are going to be one really long day. And eventually, his little legs are going to get tired. So we've decided when we go, we're going to rent a pushchair. Not take it with us because we've battled on and off the Eurostar and with London Underground with pushchairs and bags and a child and it's a nightmare so we're not taking one we're just going to rent one Paul has a annual pass I have the the dream annual pass so we get a chair for nothing yep so part of your, yeah. your dream pass one I'm of not your sure perks. which of the new passes have that included um, I've not looked at the new passes because no. mine's not due for renewal until October so I've not actually looked but um it will be included in at least the highest tier of new yeah. passes. The Infinity Plus, I believe, it should be included in that. I'm not sure if it's included in the Infinity Pass. But another brilliant perk, because renting a pushchair works a couple of ways. The little man has got somewhere to sit down when his legs get the better of him and when he gets tired. But also, you've got something to store all your stuff in. All your bags, you know, anything that you take into the park Just with you. Beware not to leave it on oh, your yes. bags when you yeah. go into an attraction. Yeah, we always take our valuables in with us. Yeah. There's other stuff we'll leave, like cups and bottles and drinks and stuff. Yeah. But it just gives you a little, you know, so you don't have to carry them around. You transport them in the pushchair. So, yeah, we're going to do that. So definitely recommend it. Um, the fourth tip, something that we found out before and we'll do again, is if you're in the parks, don't think that's where you have to eat. They've got you a bit captive, you know, you just think, well, I'm here, I don't want to leave, to have to go out, to come back in, might as well eat here. We always just eat outside at the Disney Village. It's still expensive, the parks are expensive, but at Disney Village there are bargains to be had, and we've had really great meals in Annette's. Yeah, um, though that's not overly cheap. No, it's not. Because that but is Disney run. It's still cheaper than some. We've also gone to McDonald's out there, haven't we? Yep, Earl of Sandwich. Earl I would of always Sandwich, recommend yeah. Earl of Sandwich. Great value. Um, New York Deli one? Sandwiches as well. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. another one where we've sat outside and you get like a meal deal where there's um, a sandwich and then you get crisps some crisps and a, and a drink and everything. I know at some point you are going to say to yourself, I want a hot meal. Um, yeah. because you can't just get by um, in the morning, you know, sort of blagging your way around breakfast. Now that your breakfasts aren't included with your stay at your hotel, you have to either pay for them or sort something else out. And eventually you think to yourself, well, I can't eat a croissant in the morning, have a snack in the park and then just eat a sandwich. You're going to want hot food. So we're sort of balancing our 
days out because we we go on the Monday as we've said we arrive late afternoon we have all day Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and then we travel back late afternoon on Friday so we're saying right breakfast at Plaza Gardens the first morning that's an all you can eat buffet hot food brilliant sorted um the next day we'll probably go to earl of sandwich or something like that won't we yeah likelihood is that yeah on the, on the or, wednesday or we did talk about one of the ones in the park for that yeah that day perhaps yeah we did didn't we yeah and then on thursday that's our big special treat to ourselves. We're going to Inventions for lunch in the Disneyland Paris Hotel. We've eaten there before. It's magic. It's expensive. It's worth it. Um, if you've got little ones and you can afford to stretch, because what was it, 100 euros for the three of us? Oh, uh, it's more than 100 euros. Yeah, it's and it doesn't even include drinks. <laughs> 65 euros for us each. Each? So that's 130, yeah. Crikey, that's gone and up. And then Sam was 35. No, it's only gone Is up it? by 5 euros. Ooh. It's the fact that we didn't pay for Sam last time. Oh, yeah, because that's the, another thing. And now he's over a certain age, we have to pay for him. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, it was sort of like around 100 for all three of us, but that was no, just mine and yours, isn't it? It's about £100 between the three of us. He's cheaper, though. Yeah, he's 35. <laughs> It kind of make me, makes me go, <laughs> thinking of all that money on just a meal. But when we went last time, we, we hadn't planned it. We'd actually gone into the hotel and we were just um, sitting in one of their little sitting areas, warming up. And we were just watching the characters move around in the hotel. And we looked at each other and said, shall we do it? And it was absolutely on a whim. And we are not spontaneous people are we no. we plan but something about that day we just was, were like yeah we're going to do this and it turned out to be the best thing we ever did sam remembers it he loves it the pictures and the memories we get from that day are fantastic and so we are going to do it again um so yeah I, that's taken me away from my tip because i'm sort of saying eat out of the parks <laughs> but i'm just saying that if you have your special character breakfast and all the rest of it, there are cheaper options when you step outside, so it is possible to get a good balance going. And also, um, we have eaten at some of our hotel restaurants, and they're cheaper than inside the park, and they've been really great, the ones we've eaten at, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad the breakfasts are going in a way, because although they were included with the price of the room, um, I buy about the third or fourth morning... I'd have cried if I'd have had to have looked at that breakfast again because it's just not great. It's okay the first day, but there's only so many croissants you can eat. There's only so many Nutella packets that you can look at. And there's only so many people you can fight to try and get really not toasted toast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A bit of a nightmare. I don't really enjoy the continental breakfast, if I'm honest. So we might treat ourselves. We might have a breakfast at Newport Bay on the last day yeah you know get something hot or whatever but there are definitely better ashrams out there check out the Disney Village for for eating out um rather than going into the park you can save even if it's just a few euros yeah. might as well be in your pocket instead of Disney's <laughs> just a, a quick mention as well that there's now new Starbucks in both the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne hotels oh, yeah, yeah. now um so if you're looking for your your caffeine fix and a a quick bite to eat then there's two more options as well as the one in the disney village i can think of worse things than going to starbucks and getting a cheese and mushroom sandwich warmed up and having it with yeah. a latte do you know what i mean it's a perfect little pick-me-up that is so yeah okay so 
on to my final tip um and that is escaping the rain in the parks the parks have both been built specifically for european weather so there's plenty of ways to do that and one of them is really obvious and that's in magic kingdom going into the arcades but when we've been into the arcades it's sort of forced us to discover other places to be um what was the place where we had the muffin and the hot chocolate we sort um, of had to come in from the, the rain bake shop yeah i can't remember the full name i know i always want to say gibson girl but it's no, not gibson girl's ice cream yeah it's next door to oh. that you just you look at it and you think it's just a shop front but it turned out to be this place that stretched all the way through yeah. the back wasn't it and we had a muffin each and a cup of hot chocolate perfect pick me up for getting yourself out of the cold and the rain when was it we went last time was it october uh, or november no it was october last time because it was yeah. for halloween and it was cold it was really cold and we did get rain and we just ducked into the um arcades there's loads to see and do in it's there it's the cable car bake shop that's the one <laughs> like i could remember <laughs> but yeah you just duck into the arcades and there's so much to see in there to eat to drink the shops you did most people hit the center of main street and you go straight down the middle you reach the castle you start going off into the lands and quite often people miss out those arcades but there's stuff in there to see and it's a great shelter from the rain so in the magic kingdom that's where we'd suggest going if it starts to rain when you're in um the studios the obvious place is the soundstage studio one again it's a food court but there's places to sit in there there's shops in there the day we went to hollywood studios it was freezing that would um, be the Disney Studios. Disney Studios. I always call it Hollywood Studios. It is, though, isn't it? No, it's, it's not. It's Paris's version of the Hollywood Studios. But anyway, um, the day we went there, it was freezing. I remember me and Sam sitting absolutely freezing cold waiting for you to come off a ride. And I think when as soon as you came off that ride, we went in there to get warmed up because it was just so cold and it did start to rain. So there are places you can go. It has been built with the thought you know in mind that it's going to rain um and that brings me on to my little bonus tip and that is the disneyland paris hotel you don't have to be a guest to go inside so if you need a break from the park and you can't be bothered to walk back to your hotel or if you're staying off property just go to that hotel nobody's going to question you or look at you there's toilets in there there's plenty of warm comfortable seating when we've gone we've ended up looking around all the shops and looking at all the displays and everything looking out the windows getting a good view of the park and as we mentioned before we ended up walking around for ages and went and sat in a lounge and that's when we discovered inventions and ended up going in so you can go in and make use of the facilities we'd found loads of little quiet nooks and crannies didn't we where there was like a television showing disney films and a sofa and we've been in there before when sam's been covered by a blanket and fallen fast asleep yeah um and these places have wi-fi now as well didn't we use the wi-fi yeah. when we were there so you know don't feel that you can't go in there because you're not a guest at the hotel nobody cares don't think oh it's frowned upon somebody will come up to you and say what are you doing in here nobody gives a monkeys go in find somewhere comfortable to sit get out the rain get out the cold or just discover a new restaurant you don't have to be a guest to benefit from the hotel um we'd love to stay there probably can never afford anything more than one night probably not so it's our way no <laughs> it's our way of getting a little bit of fix of luxury to be fair 
Yeah. We've been in there when they've had the Christmas house going up. Yeah, we've been lucky enough to see different characters come out there. We've met oh, yeah. Mary Poppins in there. We met Merida. Yeah, just by hanging around, yeah. we were there and they came in, no queuing in the park for hours or whatever. Just walked straight up to them and had pictures taken, so it's a great way. Oh, we're also in the area where Inventions was, one of those lounges, didn't we find Donald Duck once when we were that there? Was, that was back when they used to do photos in the park. Yeah. Now, that's something we don't know whether it's happening again, because I didn't stay in the hotels on site last time. No, you didn't. But there was a lot of rumours that the characters in the hotels were coming back. So we'll have to see whether that's true in June. Um, we'll report back, obviously. Yep. So. Well, that's me done with that segment. I hope that if you've got families that you found something useful, something you didn't know that can help you and your little ones. And now it's uh, back to yeah. Paul. So, um, as I said... I was uh, making a trip to Disneyland Paris for the 25th anniversary. I went out there the day before. Um, I won't go into the journey. I had a bit of a nightmare journey, but that was of my own making. Can I just say, if you're going to set your alarm, people, turn the volume on and then you'll wake up. Yeah. Otherwise, you wake up an hour and a half late. Whoops. Um, but yeah, I got there the day before the, the celebrations. Obviously, the celebrations had kicked off properly a few weeks beforehand. They had the the great Tony Baxter had visited the parks a couple of weeks before. Sadly, he wasn't there when I was there. But um, I went over first train in the morning from London on the Eurostar. As I mentioned, changed at Lille, waited there for about an hour. So by the time I got there, it was kind of, it was around lunchtime. Uh, so at that point, I couldn't check into the hotel. I'll tell you where I was staying. I was staying at the Kyriad for this, this event. Um... I went to, previously I stayed at, which hotel did I, the Magic Castle I stayed at for the half marathon. So this time I was staying at the Kyriad. Thought, right, I'll get on the bus, I'll go and drop my bags off. They had um, storage lockers in the hotel, so that was fairly easy. All You typed your own, own pin code in and you left your bags in the lockers. So I got on the shuttle, there was a shuttle waiting as I, as I walked out of the train station. So nice and easy. Straight on the bus, went down there, went and asked at reception. I said, Oh, it's just outside. So I went out, did that, came back out, waited another probably five minutes, and the shuttle turned up again. Now, I don't know what I don't think I'd mentioned it on the last podcast, I might have done, but a few weeks before I went, I actually managed to lose my wallet. Yeah, that had my annual pass in it. So my next job was to sort out replacing my annual pass. Now, I knew I was, I was likely to pay for pay something for it so i went straight to the guest services outside the park when i got back did that took a while for them to understand what i was actually asking i think to start with they thought about that i was asking to replace um like an annual pass that you've just bought online and they said oh we can't find you and i said well you won't be because i haven't reported that i've lost it and then the supervisor came over and they were like oh we understand what you mean now that you've you had an annual pass and you've lost it. Um, so they sorted it all out. They gave me a ticket for the day. They said, we're really sorry, but this will be the only one that we can issue. Um, the likelihood is that you would have to pay a percentage if you came back tomorrow without your annual pass. So that's not a problem. I'd already planned to go and sort it out. Nice of the supervisor. He then came back with a voucher that was for a one free voucher 
uh, one free pin, which was lovely of them. Um, later on, I went and, and sorted that. I got a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean pin, uh, the the uh, lost gold um, of the Pirates from the first film. So I've got that. That was that was really nice of them. Couldn't have. I wasn't obviously expecting anything like that. It was my own fault that I'd lost my wallet, but they were nice enough to help me out and and also give me some pixie dust. <laughs> so I'm, I wasn't going to argue with that. So I went into the park. The last time when I got my annual pass, I waited maybe 20, 25 minutes before I could get in. This time was a completely different story. With it being so busy with the 25th anniversary, also people upgrading their passes to the new ones, so they got the benefits. It was a big, big queue outside. I don't know how long it would have been if I'd have stood in the queue that I first got in. When I got to the queue, there was no cast member outside, and normally they've got a cast member outside. So I waited maybe five, ten minutes before a cast member actually came out. And I went up to her and again explained what had happened. Again, I don't think she quite understood what I meant to start with. But eventually, I got through to her what, I, what had happened. She actually put me in another queue. This queue was maybe, there was maybe 10, 15 people in front of me. I thought, oh great, I'll get in a bit early. Completely wrong. She moved me out of the queue that was moving faster because I wasn't giving them any more money. Basically, the people in the queue were the ones that were upgrading their annual passes. So they're going to end up giving them more money. Yeah. Because the new annual passes are so much more expensive than what I've paid and what everybody else has paid in the first place. So all these people that wanted to upgrade were giving them more money. So I got put in a queue that looked really short, but literally they were letting probably 10, 15 people in from the other queue before they let one person in from the other one. Really? Yeah. That's pretty shabby. So, and at times I was, I was literally the last person in this queue and they weren't adding anybody to the queue. And we were just standing there. And at one point, one of the staff members came out, counted people, said, oh, you're next. And then let people in from the queue next to us, like a good 10 people. That's not great. Before they let the next person in next to us. So it wasn't great customer service at this point. I get in eventually, maybe queued for an hour, I think, at this point. And I then go in and seem to get a person that, again, doesn't know what they're doing. And at every step of the way, they were asking a supervisor what they were meant to be pressing. Oh, dear. And eventually I got it. It probably took another 20 minutes before I even got my pass. Oh, but when you got in, what happened? What? When you got in the park. Or are you still queuing for your pass? I'm still queuing for my pass. At this point? Oh, God. So, I get my pass, eventually, after about an hour. So, I then have to go back to my hotel to now check in at this point. So, I'm starting to get tired, and I thought, by the time I've checked in, I'm kind of going to have a break. So, looking at the time, it's kind of edging towards four o'clock, and the parade is now... Five half five. So I was just like, I'll leave it. Till I'm the just going to leave it until <laughs> next time. So I actually haven't seen the 25th anniversary parade. I haven't seen the the stars on parade yet. Um, that will come in in June. Um, so I went back and I thought, right, it's busy. 
when I head back to the parks, I'll go to the studios. Thought it won't be too bad. There's one ride that I still haven't done that I really want to do. <laughs> and I got there and I thought, right, I'm going to do that. So. Well, which ride is that? That was a. Which ride? It's Crushes Coaster that I w- wanted to do. And I got there and the queue is 70 minutes long. <laughs> Even looking at the. Um, the single rider queue is 50 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not queuing 50 minutes for this. It's just ridiculous. So I thought, right, I'll go and check Ratatouille. Now, I've done Ratatouille once before. Uh, we did it. Ratatouille's come the last ride. time. Yeah. Again, I thought, I got there. The queue was 60 minutes. But again, it's got a single rider queue. This time, it was only 25 minutes. So I thought, right, I'll go and do that. That's not a problem. I went in. I don't think I queued more than 10 minutes. Really? Yep. No, that's not too bad. Now, we've said it's, it's a fun ride. It's nothing special. I don't think it deserved the, the e-ticket attraction. The area itself that it's in is it's fantastic. Beautiful. But yeah. I would say the ride itself, I would say, is probably a C-ticket, um, maybe a D. I don't know, because... It's not an e-ticket. There's it, no way it's an e-ticket. The technology's great, but the, the ride yeah, itself, I don't I suppose think... it depends what you think. You know you're saying it's nothing special, but... Ratatouille is one of my favourite films. It yeah, I know. It blew my mind the first time I went on it, so... But there's nothing... There was no new technology to the the ride itself, no. other than the the ride mechanisms. I know what you mean, yeah. it's def- For me, it's definitely not an e-ticket. It's, it's no more than a D. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a traditional dark ride. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is fun. So, so that was great, and at that point, it's it's getting towards the time that the the park is actually going to close. So I thought, right, I'll head back um, to the main park. So I went over. Um, again, queues were ridiculous, but thought, right, I'll go over to um, Sartors, thinking that if these queues are that long, with it being the new one. Uh, with it being the adventure continues, I thought these queues are going to be humongous. I got there, and again, only 25 minutes for the main queue. And it, it didn't take me that long to get through, I have to be honest. There will be some footage going on our YouTube channel. I recorded a lot of queue footage um, that I've got to edit, and also walk around the shop, the new shop, at the end of the ride. Um, that's going to be going up on our YouTube channel probably in the next couple of days, I would imagine. And you've got photos, haven't you, on the Facebook page? Yep. Well, I'll go into that later because that's they're not photos of Star Tours. They're photos of bits from later on. Yeah. So, so I did that, and then I thought the queues are, are going to be humongous. I took a wander over to Indiana Jones because the last time I went for the half marathon, it was closed for refurb. Again, queues were 70 minutes long, and I thought, no... So, I wandered over to the, the castle stage. Now, they have two shows at the moment for the, the anniversary. They have the, the Bon Anniversaire Mickey show during the day. And then, uh, later in the afternoon, they have the um, Princess Waltz show. Now, I got there specifically for that. I, I recorded that. Again, there'll probably be some footage of that going up. I recorded most of the show, to be honest. Um... So that'll probably be going up as well shortly. But 
I thought that it was really clever. They used all the princesses, all the main ones that everybody knows, Rapunzel, Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Belle, uh, Tiana. They were all there, all the ones you'd expect. Um, and it was just, it was a really calming show, I think would be the word. And it's actually really relaxed. Everybody sits down. Um, which is, I stood at the back and, and managed to record the whole show without anybody in my way, which I thought was was brilliant. Miracle. <laughs> so, as I said, it was it was fairly busy, even for this time of the night, but I bumped into a couple of friends. We went off and did, managed to get on the new, big, new version of Big Thunder Mountain, which again was closed in September. So we did that. I love the new effects. The new effects are great. Um, so... It's really up to the same standard as Disneyland now. It's always been probably the better ride anyway. But now they've added the new effects. It seemed to be a lot quicker than it was, which is a good thing. It had started to feel like it was fairly slow compared to the rest of them, even compared to Florida at that point. So we did that. We went on Phantom Manor, which is always great fun. Out and out classic for Disneyland Paris. So, love that. We ate uh, um, Earl of Sandwich that night. I had never had it before, but I had ribs and wedges, which was great. I'm going to have that again when we go back. I only seem to do that in the evenings, so it's not there for lunch. So, so I recommend that. So next day, I kind of planned to get up early. I'd heard rumours of people getting up at five. If you listen to Does After Dark, we probably mentioned it on there that people were saying they were going to get up at five or get to the parks for five. I didn't. I, I probably got up about quarter past, quarter past five. I think the first bus was 20 past six. So I went down, got that first bus, met a few friends on the bus. We queued. I think they eventually opened the security gates at maybe 20 to eight. Um, no issues. We got straight in. Went in and queued at the, the main turnstiles where they were scanning everybody in. We waited there. Maybe 10, 15 minutes altogether. No problems. I, as Lisa mentioned with the tips, I can manage to pick up the Wi-Fi from the Disneyland Hotel from un- being underneath it. <laughs> so, and this actually moves on to the next bit, but I, I recommend a, a certain video of, of someone's that I'm going to mention now. I'd, I'd seen that they were maybe possibly going to be there, but someone that we watch on YouTube all the time, Lovely guy, Justin Scard, um, and his girlfriend, Ali, Ali Warren, were, were there in Paris. Um, we kind of guessed after some tips, and then the day before I went, they posted a video to say that they were actually in Paris, which was a, wasn't so much of a surprise, but it was a nice surprise to actually find out they were there. And I didn't think I'd see him. So busy in the parks with all the, the celebrations. But I literally walked in the gates, kind of took a look around that main courtyard before you go into the park under the train station. Just looked up and there they were, standing right in front of the, the train station. So I went over. I had mentioned to Ali previously that I hoped to bump into him. And, and I had a nice chat with Ali first. Then chatted to Justin. Turned around and... Geordie from DLRP fans was also standing there. Oh, Philippe. Uh, no, Philippe, I didn't see oh, Philippe. Oh, not there? No, I oh. didn't see Philippe. Um, he was in the parks at the time, but I didn't see him. He was off. I heard Justin say that he was off somewhere else getting a spot to film already. Um, and I went back to Justin, 
Got, got a fun one, one as fun he would say. We'll put that up on the website for you to see. Yep, it's on it's on our Instagram account as well, on Magical Kingdom of War on Instagram. So you can see that there. It was obviously two and a half weeks ago now. So it's there. There's, there's also some photos on there from the, the anniversary, but not all of them. We've only posted a few on there. We'll just do a roundup post, won't we, on the website? Yeah. Yeah. But um, so after meeting Justin... Go and watch his Disneyland Paris videos, they're great. They're fantastic. Um, real nice secret bits as well that he goes through, walkthroughs, and, and he talks about underneath the Disneyland Paris Hotel. And, and plus you'll be able to see what it's like to stay yeah, in the Disneyland he Paris Hotel. The, he stayed in the Castle Club at the Disneyland Paris Hotel. So Amazing. That's wonderful. Go and watch his videos. can highly recommend them. So I went in, I thought, there's a lot of people here already. They gave us a pin as we walked in, a massive, great big pin badge um, that's nearly as big as my hand, um, which was lovely. That was the, the free giveaway. We went, I went in, I was by myself at this point, so now it was a point of finding a spot for, for what the show was going to be. We didn't have any idea what the show was going to be. They broke off all of Main Street, so people were, were filling up Main Street wonderful sight so I carried on wandering I went down the arcades that Lisa mentioned earlier which kept me going all the way down I ended up going down towards Discovery Land and just cut in to where the castle was kind of to my right hand side I was maybe five people back not realising that they'd actually built a stage in the middle in front of the, the castle we didn't know what we were getting at all there'd been no rumours or anything so I stood there, five, five, six people deep, I think, and then maybe waited, I think it was about 45 minutes before the show started, by the time I got there. So we stood there, we waited, and then like the main characters that we all know and love, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Chippendale, Goofy, Pluto, and Max is currently... A very popular character at Disneyland Paris, Goofy's son. So they were all out, and we thought, great, this is wonderful. They did their bit. They moseyed on down Main Street, past everybody. And then, slowly, they did a section for each land, which we weren't expecting at all. And this, this show lasted... You've watched it. Yeah, it was I over an hour. The, those characters just kept piling out and out and out, and it yeah. was like, and there, was a, there was a few rare characters for each land, like uh, Discovery Land had Atlantis characters, Treasure Planet, the Stitch animated series. There was all the different stitches from that show. It wasn't until we got to the end that they literally just launched every single rare character that you will ever see. So it started with Oswald who'd never been in Disneyland Paris ever. And I love Oswald because he's, he's pure Disney royalty. It's pure Walt. Yeah, it was Walt's first major character. And despite not being released by Disney, he came before Mickey. And you can't argue with that. And it was, it was wonderful to see him for a start. And then just so many different characters. Big Hero 6 characters. Who else do you remember? Um, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck and um, Launchpad McDuck. And also Launchpad McQuack. The most terrifying Jessica Rabbit yeah, you've Jessica ever seen Rabbit. in your life. Roger Rabbit was at the half marathon in September. <laughs> but this time he brought Jessica with him. Now, 
why they've decided to make her a non-face character, I do not know. But she looks... She, she looks, looks like a blow-up doll. doll. She looks bizarre, doesn't she? Yeah, she just... <laughs> like it's like... Doll. Yeah, she's literally <laughs> just got, like, a blank face. It's there's, terrifying. There's, there's just no... Emotion or anything... In the mask. The fairy godmothers weren't much better, yeah. were they? But at least they've got a bit of... Something about them. Her face just looks blank. Yeah. Completely blank. We had characters from... Meet the Robinsons... Which I'd never seen before... We had the Disney Junior characters, which you only see normally in the Disney Junior stage show. Yeah. They brought them out. Um, just every character. Yeah. It must have been just every outfit they had backstage. Yeah. Somebody was in had, an outfit. They had Duffy. Oh, yeah, Shelley. Yep, and Shelley. There were just so many. And they also had, celebrating obviously the new film, but still being the old version, they got the new, the Beast in his new costume. Yep. Which I hadn't seen before. They'd only been using that in in Florida and Disneyland. Um, so yeah, just amazing. And it, though I wasn't that close, and the two other ones that we've absolutely fallen in love with this film recently is Zootropolis or Zootopia, depending on where you're from. Yeah. Judy Hopps and Nick, Nick Wilde were there as well. So that was just just a wonderful thing. We didn't know what was coming later either. We knew there was another parade, but we thought maybe it was just a, a rehash of an old one that they were possibly bringing back just for the day. So we got our, got our speech from, from Catherine, the CEO of Disneyland Paris. Very good English, uh, very good French, despite the fact that she's English. Yeah. Um, great speech in French. Um, another little display of all the characters cycling around on, on little tandem bikes and, and things like that. And then it ended with your favourite bit. Do you want to tell them about yeah. your favourite bit? Well, obviously I wasn't there, but we did watch it when Paul got home. There's a live feed that they've put up on YouTube that you can sit and watch. And um, it was quite emotional seeing the characters. But then at the end, when Catherine announced, you know, that the cast wanted to do something special and the, they just started pouring out of the castle every cast member they'd all learn the same song and dance there was thousands of them it was really really emotional and it was fantastic so i really enjoyed that so yeah that was that was brilliant um i then went off i went and got another fast pass for star tours managed to get a different different storyline yep uh, on that one, which was good. Got to see two two different lots. You fit a lot into a small amount of time, didn't you? Yeah, I, I really did. And there were still things that I wanted to do. At this point, I decided... I tried Indiana Jones again, and the queue was, was ridiculous. So, in fact, it had broken down. Don't worry, we'll do it in at June. At this point. Everything so, we've missed, we'll do it in June. Yeah, yeah. so I, I ended up giving up on that. I then did a bit of shopping. I went and got that pin. I got you a pin. Grape soda pin for yeah. help. Brilliant. Yep, I got Sam's autograph book, as I said. Sam also wanted a, a Solly for Monsters, Inc. For his bedroom to keep the other monsters away. Yep, so I did that. <laughs> and that, that was actually in the other park. I'd actually headed over to, to the studios again. Uh, I caught a little bit of the, the Star Wars stuff, not a lot. But I actually decided that I wasn't going to do any rides at this point. It was just, it was coming towards the time I was actually leaving that day. I'd only done, I was literally there for 36 hours, if that. Yeah. So, I then decided I was going to go and take some more photos. I took a lot of photos from the studios. There's some great architecture in the studios. Yes, there is. So, as I mentioned, Ratatouille, that area, the Paris area. Tower of Terror, I took a lot of photos of. 
um, um, just, just just things like that, and some of the the Toy Story Land is is really photogenic. So did that, and then it was really it was time time for me to head home. So. So I headed back to the hotel, grabbed my bags, and headed to the station. So that was it. Yeah, and that was it. Really, I I didn't see the parade. I didn't see illuminations. Doesn't matter. Was it worth it? It was. It was definitely worth it to be there. The atmosphere was amazing. I got to meet some wonderful people like Justin, some of the guys from Run DV. Got to see as well that I hadn't seen for a while. Yep. So, Shout out to Johnny and yeah, to Lisa yeah. for looking after Paul on the Friday night. Yeah, Friday, Friday night. Not Friday night. Monday, uh, Monday Tuesday night. night. <laughs> the Tuesday night, so, the first night. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're, we're running a bit longer than we thought we were going to. So, we're, we're not going to do the, the history bit for this time. We're no. going to keep it. Keep it for the next one. Yeah, 25th, and there was, there was a huge amount for the 25th. Yeah. So, we'll save the history bit for the next episode, I think. So, very quickly, we're going to put some of Paul's content on YouTube, but also everything will be on the website. Pictures, everything that we can get up there, plus links to past episodes of the podcast. So, if you want to check out the website, it's www.magical-kingdoms.com. We're coming up to 140,000 views on the website, so yeah. a lot of you are liking what we're putting up on there, so thank you. You can find us on Facebook at Magical, oh no, not Magical, at Kingdom of Walt. And then on Twitter... Um, it is Magical Kingdom of Walt. We've crossed I've that out got that crossed yeah. out, never yeah. mind. Twitter at Kingdom of Walt and YouTube... Um, at Magical Kingdom of Walt. We have also got ourselves on Instagram, but if you hit the webpage, all of the social links are on there, so don't listen to me getting the addresses wrong. Just head to the website. That's where you'll find everything else. Yeah, so another great episode. I know it was 25th anniversary heavy, but it's, it's been a major major point, I think, for me. But it's our it's, local park. So it is our like, local so park, park, and it's the first time I've managed to get to a park for an anniversary. Yes. We didn't get to go to to Disneyland for the 60th celebrations of any kind. So we didn't see Paint the Night or anything like that. Nope. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a big thing. And I know I think we're, we're sort of thinking about trying to get out to Disney World for their 50th at some point. We probably won't be there for the, for the exact 50th for that one. No. But we'll be, I'm sure we'll, we'll get there at some point during the celebrations. So that's 2021. So that's still a way off at the moment. So we are, we wanted to celebrate this because it is our local park and it's the one we've been to the most. And it has so, a special place in our hearts. Yep, it is. We went there for our first wedding anniversary. We did. We've, we've been, been there since. We went there when I was pregnant with Sam. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> and then we've taken Sam. Yep. So yeah, just brilliant. So yeah, love it. It was it was a, a great time. And I recommend anybody goes and sees the the celebration yeah. stuff. I certainly do. So. so until the next time, we will see you all online. Yep. And keep on dreaming.